one movie that we both totally watched. Mm-hmm, we definitely watched it. The both of us. <laughs> yes. As always, we always watch the movies we say we're gonna watch. Yeah, I... I hope that you watched it, Sam. You're starting to make me nervous. I did watch it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, geez. And I'd be really fucked if I didn't because the Wikipedia summary of the plot is just like a paragraph. It's, oh. It's an elevator pitch of the plot. I so. see. Because a, a lot happens in the movie, so I feel like you need a bit more. <laughs> Hello and welcome back <laughs> to Real Horror Show. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm joined, as always, by the Stormy Skies. Hello and welcome. Um, so it's been a bad year for vacations, hasn't it? Oh my goodness, Sam. Yes, it has been a bad year. And I know a lot of people are now trying to get back into the swing of vacations now that it's a new year. I've seen a lot of vacations being advertised. That's interesting because I saw a lot of vacations um, happening last year as well yeah we shouldn't have been vacation yeah exactly and you know what i feel like this movie is like a great metaphor for vacationing during pandemic (laughs) i think so too in fact there's been so much travel that for the travel blog that's been on hiatus because it's kind of in poor taste to write about travel during a fucking pandemic um yeah I have an article I'm going to publish soon, hopefully within the next week. Um, yeah. About traveling during COVID. And <laughs> does how... it just say, don't, like, don't do it? <laughs> I wish it could, but since people won't listen to that, I'm just going to give the yeah. most useful advice while punctuating it all with, but the safest but you thing shouldn't. you can do. <laughs> yeah, the safest like, thing you can do is just don't do it. <laughs> like, reading back through it, that's really how every section ends. Like, yeah, uh, airplanes are cleaner than they've ever been, but that still doesn't make them <laughs> safe. as clean as your house. <laughs> uh, you, car travel is probably the safest, but then you have to like get out to pee, and unless you have one of those, um, if you're a woman or yeah. have a vagina, uh-huh. you get one of those pee cup things that make it go like you're a person with a penis. <laughs> oh, what? Have you never seen those? No, I don't think I have. What is that? Um, <laughs> I would have thought you, of no. all people, would know what this was. I never heard about that. Oh, I, can't. Um, I hope that you're sending me a link right now. <laughs> I am. I'm sending you yes. a Pinterest link. The penis cup, peer. <laughs> um. Do you think... Oh, do you think I would know about it? Probably because, like, I hike a lot or something. Ah, what the? I've never seen this before in my life. <laughs> Look at that picture. Funnel that you just, like, place near the urethra of wow. the vagina. And the pee goes through that as if it were a penis. Oh, well, that's pretty, like, uh, that's pretty convenient. Um, it is. Yeah. It reduces the yes. stress of squatting. Yeah, squatting definitely sucks. Um, Especially when you pee outside, when you hike. So, wow, I didn't know about that. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Maybe I'll do a uh, 2021 hiker's Uh gift guide and that'll be at the top of it. It should be because I 
I've yeah. Every time I read hiking stuff about peeing in the woods, it's literally not nothing mentions this. Yeah. They're just like just pee behind the tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? As I was saying, unless you're traveling by car is probably the safest way to go about it. But even that poses a lot of risks because of stopping to pee yeah. and stopping for food. When David and I had to travel up to Pennsylvania for our what should have been a fucking Zoom meeting, we packed all our own food, but we still yeah. <laughs> had to stop to pee because... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who wants to pee on the side of the road at dark? <laughs> yeah, at dark now, nobody wants to do that. Yeah. But either way, uh, traveling during COVID couldn't nearly be as bad as what happens in the movie we're discussing tonight. <laughs> Yeah, with this touristy couple. Yeah. Uh, Death of Me is a 2020 American horror film directed by Darren Lynn Bossman from a screenplay by Errol or Arlie Margolis, James Morley III, and David Tisch. It stars Maggie Q, Alex Esso, and Luke Hemsworth. It was released on October, 20, October 2nd, 2020 by Saban Films. An American couple vacationing on a remote island in Thailand must uncover the mystery behind a strange video they find after waking up with no recoll recollection of the previous night. The first major piece of the puzzle they find is a disturbing video that shows them killing one another. Or shows one of them killing the other. Yeah, this director did Saw. Yes, I was going to bring that up when we got oh, to the gore. Yeah, I didn't even like... Didn't I didn't even look at the name of the director, and then you said it, and I was like, Darren Bowsman did all the saws except for Saw 1. What the fuck? I mean, I, I guess I can make the connection now. Jumping straight into production. <laughs> I, I didn't really know who directed this until I looked it up right before we started recording. Mm -hmm. But after seeing that, it makes complete sense with yeah. the gore in this movie, because while there wasn't a lot of gore... What there was was very well executed. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. would expect nothing less from the director of the Saw movies. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, this this is actually a good, because it, it's not exactly like Saw, but it is <laughs> like, it, it is like a distant cousin thematically and, and how it looks. To So I could see that. Okay. Yeah. Now that you say that aesthetically, a lot of the yeah. scenes did feel like Saw just composition wise. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, even though they were outside. Yeah, you got those yeah. muted colors. Yes, the muted colors. Everything is, like, super dull and, like, kind of looks, like, sickly or, like, cloud, like yeah. overcast. Um, yeah. Although they're in, the couple is vacationing in Thailand. Yes. <laughs> so it's very beachy. Yes, it's, it's like paradise <laughs> over there. I've never yes. actually been to Thailand but I know it's a very popular destination for digital nomads and expats because it's fairly inexpensive to live there. So throughout the plot, there's a bunch of just random white people in yeah. the plot, even though it's set in Thailand, but it makes sense considering that's where you end up if you're a digital nomad. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. So let's get into it by beginning with acting and characters. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. You know what, Sam? I think you should start because you have a very funny. I, I had story a startling. <laughs> I had a startling revelation this afternoon. Yes, you did. Um, so Maggie Q's husband in this movie. The entire time I was watching it, 
-hmm. I was like, he looks really familiar, but I don't recognize him. And I didn't look it up because I was so engrossed in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I look up um, just the production notes on Wikipedia today and I see that he's a Hemsworth. He's the forgotten Hemsworth, you guys. He's the third piece of the Hemsworth triad. Dude, I didn't know there were three. What the heck? (laughs) So... uh, Luke Hemsworth, I think he's the oldest. He might he might be like wow. the middle. He does look like he's the oldest um, yeah. of the three Hemsworth brothers. Yes, he is the oldest. Younger brothers, Chris and Liam. Um, wow. He mostly does stuff in Australia. That's where all of his ac- acting credits seem to be, like Australian teen dramas and soap operas, fun okay. stuff like that. But I guess he's also a lead in Westworld, which I don't watch. From 2016 yeah. to present. Oh, okay. So to some people, he's not the forgotten Hemsworth. But to everybody who doesn't live in Australia or watch Westworld, he is the forgotten Hemsworth. Yeah, I watched Westworld season one. And I don't even remember if I like saw this dude. <laughs> Heck. I'm looking at it now, but anyway. Well, it was 26, when did, West, did Westworld come out in 2016? It did, because I'm looking at IMDb, and 2016 looks like it is where it starts. So he's got, I I feel like when I look at who he was, I'll be like, oh, yeah, him. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? I'm, I'm at that point in my adulthood where the years have officially blended together, and when important shows started, I just don't fucking mm-hmm. know anymore. Yeah. Like, if you told me Game of Thrones started in 2020, I wouldn't, I, I would believe you, probably. Mm-hmm. Ashley, okay, so I, I'm seeing, I'm looking at a picture of who he is now, and he's just, like, he's, like, uh, not a main character. He's, like, a, uh, <laughs> he's, like, not the most important guy, but he's, like, there. Okay. He's, like, a security guard guy. He's, like, the head of, like, I don't know what the fuck he is, but he's, like, not. Oh, God, so he really is the forgotten hemsworth yeah he's just like some guy you think liam and chris would just be some guy in westworld absolutely not they would be the main character this dude's like he's like that guy that has to go do stuff when the higher-ups don't want to they're like hey go do this i mean he's got that hemsworth charisma in his face yeah he looks very hemsworthy though in westworld uh, he looks actually a yeah. lot different in the movie with the glasses now that i now that i've made that connection i absolutely know why i recognized him he just looks like an older version of yes chris yeah he has that look where you're looking at him and you're like he looks like someone <laughs> yeah with that being said mm-hmm. i liked his performance in this movie yeah. Uh, he had a very important scene where he disemboweled himself. Oh, yes. That was... Which was yeah. just... I looked down at my phone for a second, and when I look back up, he's just, like, <gasps> ripping out his intestines, yeah. and I'm like, the fuck did I miss? I know, and you know what? Whenever, like, sometimes when that happens, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's lame. But sometimes when it's done well, I can really get, like, super cringy watching that. And it was done very slowly and very well, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Like, I believed he was in pain because of how slow it was going. Yeah. Like, that's not something Ouch. a lot of times in, like, comedy mm-hmm. cartoons where they, like, pull out their intestine. It's happened. I'm sure it's yeah. happened. Yeah. It's fast. But, like, in reality, that shit's going to hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You're pulling out a vital organ. God, it, just just imagining someone touching their own like inside stuff and taking it out really just gets under my skin. <laughs> yeah, and it, I, it looked believable. They didn't. I don't remember them doing like a full shot of it, which I'm glad they did because this seemed like a lower budget indie movie. Yeah, and if you, as we learned with U-Turn last week, mm-hmm. if you spend too much time <laughs> on the makeup effects when you don't have that high of a budget, it looks really bad. Yeah. But being the director of the Saw franchise, yeah. I'm sure. There's a thing or um, two about uh, the, the how, Yeah. <laughs> how to frame a shot when you don't have a lot of money to make it look like someone's actually ripping out their intestines. Yeah. And it was like from the and side. It, it, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And it was practical. It looked slimy, mm-hmm. which it should have. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, so, yeah, that was a very good scene, though, and everything about this movie was just so crazy, and um, it's so funny Mm -hmm. because you said that you were engrossed in it, and you know what? I, like, usually whenever I go to watch a movie for us, I will, like, I'll get it ready and queue it up on Netflix, and I'll go get some food, and then I'll bring it back, but I, I put it on, and I sat down, and I, like, didn't get up at all to get any food, any drink until it was over. Cause I was that engrossed, you know what I mean? I was, cause it just, it really hooks you in from the moment it starts and it doesn't stop. It's one of those movies where it's not a slow burn. It immediately begins with some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I agree. Um, Maggie Q, who is our lead character. What did you think of her? I thought she was extremely beautiful and awesome. She was. <laughs> she's so pretty I know. I was like wow she's so pretty because she she has a very different and unique look about her but she's so pretty um yeah i looked it up she is part she, irish on her dad's side and part korean on her mother's side half korean on her mother's side yeah very beautiful and um i really adored her and here's the, the moment that made me really say, wow, she's doing great um, in her role was whenever there was a time when she couldn't find her husband. And I don't know if it was when he like stabbed himself or he was missing or whatever. But there was a time when she was talking to the cop and she was just in complete hysterics. And like, mm-hmm. she was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So I was like, you know what? And I was trying to like put myself in that position. I was like, dude. Yeah, I would probably be, like, saying the same thing and, like, freaking the fuck out and, like, hyperventilating because, like, they, they weren't just, like, it was. it's not a movie where it's, like, oh, this person is disappearing, so, like, we're just gonna not worry about that. It's, like, no, this is, like, the, this is the problem that we're trying to solve. So it, it was really mm-hmm. working for me with her um, in this role. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> cool. Because, um... Moving into story. Okay. It really does just like start off with a bang. I've never seen Memento, but I imagine this is what Memento is like. Memento. (laughs) Have you seen Memento? Oh, dude. Yeah. Like that's like Luke's favorite movie. Okay. I've seen a Serbian film, which is also like Memento. What? I wouldn't say Memento is anything like a horror movie at all. Are we thinking of a Serbian film? Yeah. Isn't that a scary movie? Serbian no, it's um, it's considered one of the most disturbing movies ever made. Yeah, because of its content, and I'm not saying it's like that in content. I'm saying it's like it in um how it's framed. Because in 
a Serbian film. It's about a porn star who can't remember anything about his life and then oh, goes on a super shit. fucked up journey trying to put the pieces back together of what happened the night before. Uh-huh. Which is the general premise of Memento, right? Yes. <laughs> now okay. I understand this, the comparison. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, yeah. Memento is not really too scary, Sam. I don't know what you're talking about. It's just a dude that can't remember. So, yeah, uh, this... Had I see, had I ever seen Memento, <laughs> this is what I imagine it's like, except not horror. It's yeah. just trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Right. Yeah. And Memento is funny because I think it's kind of funny because it's about a dude that can't remember. So he gets tattoos so he can remember, but then he forgets what the tattoos mean. So like, come on, man. You know, so it's just like a, just like a big mistake <laughs> in the end. <laughs> I feel like that's the least efficient way to like <laughs> jot down your memories. So I just watched a Hallmark Hall of Fame movie, yeah. which is like they're good movies with actual celebrities in them. Okay. And Zachary <laughs> Levi played a guy who had a brain aneurysm that wiped out his short-term memory. So mm-hmm. he couldn't remember things that happened the previous day. Yeah. Basically reset to what he was think his memories to the day before he had the aneurysm. Mm-hmm. And instead of getting tattoos to remember everything, he just had like a little computer file where he wrote down details of the day from before to read the next morning. Yeah, that's better. As well as a giant file explaining the accident he had. <laughs> that's that's great. I'd probably do that too, because that seems like the most efficient way to remember. <laughs> you wouldn't spend $50 every day getting a tattoo? <laughs> getting a tattoo that's like really obscure that you have to look at and be like, what does this mean? And which one do I look at first to connect the dots to figure out what happened? So, like no diary, no not like you know what I mean. So I don't know. Anyway, no, no. Now that I've now that I've heard this premise from myself, too uh, exciting, huh? Of memento, I'm starting to wonder if uh, Chris <laughs> Nolan is what he's cracked up to be. Yeah, I don't know about that. This was this like movie seems like a bit of an outlier for a uh, yeah. Nolan, but anyway. Uh, back to this movie. Yeah, to this movie. So <laughs> Maggie Q and Luke Hemsworth wake up in their Airbnb and it's just completely trashed. There's dirt everywhere. <laughs> there's blood on her hands. Just she like a normal Saturday hands. morning for me. But <laughs> the dude is like laying like face down on the floor. I like legit thought that he might have been like dead. <laughs> and then she like went to wake him up. I was like, what the heck's going on? They don't they don't know what the fuck happened. All they know is they gotta catch a ferry because a typhoon is coming to like it's directly on a path to the island they're on. And they get to the ferry and scariest part in the movie for me because it's just so realistic and one of my biggest fears whenever I travel abroad is yeah. they get to the ferry and she forgot her fucking passport. Yes, dude. That's that was the scariest part for me too, and I feel like that set the tone for the like entire movie. Um, like the stressful nature of yeah, it. Yeah, and not just that, because listeners, she forgets her, her passport or the, it got like misplaced. And then they like go to like f- get like figure their shit out. And someone puts their fucking bags on the ferry and their stuff leaves without them being on the ferry. So that just like adds on another layer of like super anxious stress, <laughs> you know? Like everything oh, else in this movie, God. probably not going to happen to you in real life. All of that shit that happened in the first five minutes. Yeah. Possibility, yes. 
there were something if something's gonna go wrong when you're on vacation uh that would be the thing that would go wrong <laughs> absolutely yes or your giant bag gets a hole in the bottom because it's poorly designed with <laughs> tiny little wheels and yes <laughs> sorry i just i had flashbacks to my first time in europe oh wow when i had a bag that was big enough to carry like 50 pounds worth of stuff yeah but the wheels weren't designed for that weight capacity. Uh, they were itty bitty wheels when really they should have been probably medium sized wheels. Mm -hmm. Because of that, the bottom of the bag dragged on the floor everywhere and eventually it wore a hole in. Oh man. And I can't find duct tape anywhere in Europe. <laughs> Europeans, do you have duct tape? <laughs> do you have duct tape at the. I think we have at least one European listener. Yeah. Do you have duct tape? Let um, us know by tweeting at us at real like at horror show podcast at horror show pod. But I'm I'm a brilliant human being, so I just use one of my pads and nice. put it where the hole was, That's and that nice. worked just fine. That's perfect. <laughs> um, Man. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. Story. <laughs> yeah, they really set the stressful nature of this by just having what can go wrong when you're traveling go wrong yeah for them and then that's they get back to their airbnb and that's where they watch the two-hour tape of god <laughs> the night before which concludes with her husband assaulting her choking her and then burying her yeah, he buries her in a very weird way because he, like, digs a hole with a rock, and I wasn't sure that he was going to get too far with that, but he got pretty far and was able to dig a big hole to put her in, so I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> the rock worked as the shovel. <laughs> yeah. But she, uh, How do you think they yeah. used to dig holes back I, in the olden days? I don't know, man. I guess in Minecraft, you can start with a stone shovel, so it's like a rock attached to a stick. In Minecraft, you can start with your hands. You can start with your hands, and then like a wooden shovel, and then a stone shovel, and then you upgrade to the iron, iron shovel, but then that's not as good as whatever comes after that. <laughs> good like diamond shovel. Iron, diamond, and then... How about gold? Uh, Gold is shit in Minecraft. Gold is actually pretty shit because one time I made a gold pickaxe and uh, I didn't know that it was like that it was like worthless because it broke. Yeah, I think it's worse than wood. It's, it's straight. It's worse than wood. <laughs> um, anyway, there's one. Yeah, there's one you can make after you go to um, to the uh, Nether. To the Nether, but I can't remember what that stone type is called. Is it like Nether rock? Might be Nether rock. <laughs> <laughs> is it the new the new update rock because it's like black obsidian oh i don't know because like you play i play console you, yeah you play expensive minecraft i play java on my computer java <laughs> java with like the cup with like the hot steam i love java yeah nice. but you know what it just means what? i don't have to pay for skins <laughs> For skins. Hey, I don't pay for skins. I just go on there and play as whatever character loads. Which is blue t-shirt guy. I haven't played Minecraft in a long time, dude. Neither have I. Usually I play while I'm editing, so I have something to do with my hands <laughs> while nice. I listen to us talk. Oh, cool. That's actually funny. Nice. 
Well, anyway, he digs the hole with the rock and it goes pretty well because that's just how it goes with the rock. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gold is worse than wood. Yes. Gold is worse Sorry, than Sorry, I'm jotting worse. down title ideas for this episode. Yeah, a good idea. Um, but anyway, after they watch that, she gets all upset and she's like, dude, what? Like, you fucking what? killed me. Yeah, like, what is happening? Like, why would you do that? That's mean. And he's like, what? I don't understand what's happening myself. And then she, like, goes in the bathroom and takes off a necklace that she was gifted as a protection amulet. And then when she takes it off, she begins to get very ill and, like, vomits up dirt and gets all sick and stuff like that. And uh, then it just basically spirals out of control from that moment on yeah. until the end of the movie. <laughs> but, you know, I got to admit, after yeah. that, she was pretty chillax. Because she's they go out chill. to lunch. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. Since they don't have anything else to do while they're waiting for the ferry and trying to find Where's their, their money? Where's their, like, I guess they have some money on them so they could just go to lunch. They are American tourists. They're just gifted everything for free. Yeah, straight up. They, yeah, they go out to uh, lunch, and this is kind of where we get a little bit of the um, uh, exposition as to why they're actually there. And we learn that her husband is like a travel photographer, blog guy, and they've traveled to Thailand because he wanted to document a festival that is not on any of the Thai calendars or anything like that. And it's very like um like unknown hidden gem type of a thing and that's why they're there <laughs> but little do we know that this secret um festival that happens there is directly tied into the fate of our two protagonists mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah basically they have to be sacrificed in order for the typhoon not to hit the island yeah, they're, they, they, they must voluntarily be sacrificed to the island in order to save the island from whatever it be, like a uh, natural disaster or, you know, illness, sickness, like whatever could possibly happen on the island. And so the island is just this, like, kind of paradise, like, like realistically, it is a paradise because of the human souls that are protecting it. <laughs> Which, that's a big ask for American tourists to yeah. selflessly sacrifice themselves. Yeah, like, I understand that there can be that idea of integrity, of giving yourself up for the good of the many. Um, but she, like, totally doesn't know anybody there. And so they're basically strangers. She's, she's freaking out more about the story a little bit. After we kind of learn that this girl is kind of like dead, but she's alive too. She's like half dead, half alive because she has the necklace that's keeping her alive. She keeps losing time, blacking out in different places. Hours are passing by. She's having these weird memories of walking on the beach with her husband. He'll disappear for a moment or has it been an hour and then he'll return He'll disappear and not come back. She thinks he's killed himself. People say he's caught, you know, all these weird things. So as we're watching it, we don't know what is actually real and what is not because she's becoming an unreliable narrator. 
And then by the end, they're like, you have to voluntarily <laughs> let us sacrifice you so the typhoon doesn't kill us all. And she's like, I don't think so, man. Where's my husband? So I'm glad we like don't forget the fact that she like actually is worried that her husband has gone missing. Mm -hmm. Because she she didn't see him Dude, yeah. rip out his lower intestines and then fall into the ocean no but then she loses time and then in thailand in this area when she wakes up the tide goes out so there's no water there anyway so i would be confused too so it's just all of these things that happen are being used against us and assaulting mm -hmm. like our like um senses in a very realistic way um I agree. you know so it's actually really cool. And like that, th this kept happening and like, maybe it got a little bit exhausting because it happened a lot. But then I was like, shit, I don't know what the fuck is happening. So I could not stop paying attention or else I'll like not know what's happening. You know what I mean? So it was actually, I, I like, I, I thought it was a wild ride and I pretty much, I liked yeah, it. Yeah, it really was a wild ride. And Crazy. I like that it made you feel exhausted. I don't necessarily think that's a negative thing. It's not yeah. because that's probably what the main character was feeling yeah. because she's being gaslit by this entire island that no, your husband didn't go missing. I know, and then all these things, and then oh god, listeners, just go watch it because like we could like document every detail of what happens to like make you think one thing, but actually, you know, the other thing is actually true. Yeah. There's so many of those instances though, throughout this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> and then treading into spoiler territory with the ending, she yes. does manage to break away from the Island and get on a dinghy. Yeah. Off the <laughs> Island. But when she's found the next morning by the Coast Guard, she's dead. She's resting peace. And then we cut to the island, and everybody on the island is also dead since she didn't, yeah. Yeah, she didn't sacrifice herself. So the typhoon and probably whatever curse is on the island that requires a sacrifice for people like with disease, they yeah. want cured. They probably all died from that too, some magical woo-ha or whatever. Yeah, bruh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the Coast Guard is so nice, they give her back her necklace before they zip up the body bag. But then she wakes up in the body bag. Yeah, little do they know that's like the most magical necklace of all time. And they just gave it to her. <laughs> it's like the yeah. necklace of life. <laughs> so what did you make of that ending? Are we going to get a sequel? Probably not. I hope not. That's a good ending to just kind of like stop at because it's ambiguous. Um, and I don't think I could like, I don't think any sequel to that would make any sense. Um, because at this point she, she like knows what's up and, uh, I think her story is now over. Um, and I think we kind of know her fate. So if she wants to be dead, she could just take the necklace off. I think she knows how it works at this point. <laughs> yeah. And I think she did take it off herself. That's why mm -hmm. she was dead in the boat. She wanted to yeah. die because... Because her husband was honestly like, dead, dude. Yeah. Her <laughs> husband's gone, and she probably knows that if she survives the typhoon, mm -hmm. which she probably would because of the magical necklace, she would just be floating out in the ocean yeah. for God knows how long. And like so, die of thirst or something, man. <laughs> mm hmm. Jeez. Um, anyway, also, if you kept the necklace on just to keep yourself alive, like, 
you would still be like burdened with this curse that she like doesn't really know all that much about other than mm -hmm. it's keeping her from being dead you know and she's she also finds out she's pregnant oh yeah who the fuck that? knows what baby she's actually carrying I know because I really, I really do not know like what is real because we see that she has this hallucination or simply just an experience of people like putting a baby inside her on the island or people also say that whenever you come to the island, it's so full of vitality. They call it island magic where like people who could never get pregnant would come here just so they can try to get pregnant and it would work. Their ailments would go away. They would be pregnant and they never could be pregnant before all these things. So it's like, which one is it? Either one could be true at this point. Cause, cause when he assaults her, it's sexually. So they said that he, they kind of like nudged him in the direction of creating new life. I feel like, um, because they can easily take advantage of American tourists. Um, that might be the easiest thing to do. It seems like the other white woman was not taken advantage of because she didn't her as a tourist. She went there so she can live her life healthily or like, you know, be healthy and good health because they said she had like pancreatic cancer or some shit. And it went away because of her belief, uh, you know, whatever. Whew, fabulous. Okay. <laughs> We're back. Right. Quickly um, say your thought before he okay, disconnects anyway. again. Yes, before he disconnects. Uh, what, what Sam was saying, I could absolutely agree, though, that I see that it could be seen as problematic uh, because of the location and where they're at and the culture and the people. Um, but uh, I can actually see it more of the white people coming in are problematic because they are just kind of like being tourists and they think they can just take pictures of whatever they want. And this is a secret festival. And we, we threw your camera away because it's a secret. And if you're going to come here and exploit how beautiful it is here and the island magic, then you need to give us something in return. That being a human soul. But, you know, uh, it's not always a human soul. But I can kind of see that this is a, a stance that can be taken on it as well. Yeah, And you know what? That's pretty much exactly the same as in Midsommar. Yeah, it absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. And not all the college students taken to the festival in midsummer uh, were white, but they were dumb American tourists. Yeah, yeah, they were Americans anyway. So they were just, um, and then, you know what, Sam uh, is part of uh, a travel blog that I used to be part of. And we, we have an awesome article called How to Not Be Like a Stupid American Tourist yeah. or something. How like Not to Be the Ugly American. Yeah, and you know what? Read it because um, if you read it, you can avoid any horror movie situation like this. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? This the cult in this movie is a little more chill than the cult in Midsummer Super because chill. they at least want you to be a willing sacrifice, dude. Yeah, because they really do make it clear at the end of the movie whenever she's tied up to the the pole thing, the lady is like, "Guys, don't hurt her. She has to be willing to do it. It has to be her choice." And I was like. Well, at least there's that, but like she's probably like not gonna choose to anyway. <laughs> Which, speaking of that, it's really funny that she brought that up after sewing her eye shut. Yeah, she really did like bring that up like at the worst possible moment, Which, when it was the least. Uh, yeah, eye stuff in horror movies is the worst. Ooh, yeah, is that is that your thing? The eye stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And they put like a needle in her eye and put like weird stuff in it at one time early on. I'm a contact wearer, so I don't have problems touching my eye. That's also part of what feeds into the fear is like someday I could just accidentally, my nails could be too long one day and I just do a twitch and it's gone. It's over. It's over. That's it. And then Sam is blind in one eye and that's it. (laughs) And then my grandma, when she was a little girl, she was running through the cornfields and accidentally sliced her eye open on one of the corn leaves. Jesus. (laughs) I come from a long line of farmers and I guess her family used to do corn back in the 1900s. Wow. She was out in the fields and I guess she just wasn't paying attention. And then a leaf on a corn stalk hit her eye and sliced it open and she had to wear glasses for the rest of her life. Whoa. Uh, What happened to her eye? It was, it healed, but like her vision was fucked. Yikes, dude. That's fucking crazy. I did not know corn leaves were like razors. But like if you're running fast and they're pretty thin, so you know what? Your eye is delicate. (laughs) Just hit it at the right angle. Yeah, and I like, I wear my glasses as if they're like safety goggles. (laughs) Stuff bounces off of them like I'm good. But uh, yeah, I wear contacts as well sometimes, but um. If you're, yeah, if you're trying to take out that contact and your your eyes are, your uh, fingernails are a little too long, you give it a little pinch, like, ah, that shit hurts, dude. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> all I have for story. It was, Same. it was confusing, but I was enthralled yeah. the entire time. Yeah, because in the end, it did, like, make sense to the viewer. It wasn't, like, this super weird outlandish conclusion where you're like where did that come from like there was weird stuff happening throughout but in the end it did come together yeah so i'm glad that happened looking through reviews on rotten tomatoes because it only has a 37 on rotten tomatoes yeah it has a low Um, score yeah the biggest complaint people have seems to be that the story is confusing and it's not all that scary but i was really anxious yeah (laughs) Which is worse than being scared, in my opinion, is being on edge. Yeah. Who directed this movie? We've got the director of Saw 2 and 3 and 4. And Viral. The Saw, the Saw movies aren't that not, scary. Yeah, they're not like boo scary. They're like not pleasant. Yeah. and I, Yeah. That's what this movie was. It wasn't a pleasant experience. I enjoyed the experience. But it wasn't like a fun horror movie <laughs> to sit through because yeah. the character is completely miserable. She's stressed. Mm. She's on an island. Her husband's gone. Her shit's gone. Like her passport is missing. The only person that speaks English too is like that crazy Airbnb lady who like fucking straight up kidnaps some kid. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Everything is just very strange. However, listeners. If you're confused right now, just watch it and all your questions will be answered. I thought it was, um, I thought it was wild. I, I thought it was so crazy that I had to message Sam about it. <laughs> yeah. And I usually don't read that. We never message while we're actually watching the movie, but she was like, this movie's fucking wild. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch it tonight. Yeah. She was like, good wild about it. And I was like, dude, good. And it, it's just like, 
I had to express something to her. So we usually try to not talk to each other so we can have like a very authentic conversation. But I had to just like, I was just bursting at the seams with like, what the fuck was that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cool. I'm really glad that I had so much fun though. (laughs) It was pretty cool. You never know with these 2020 movies, man. Anyway. I agree. Oh, yeah. Um, We already talked about production. The um, gore was as good as you can expect from the director of the Saw movies. Uh, Did not enjoy watching her get her eyes sewn shut. That was a little too real. Yeah, and I didn't like watching the disembowel. I don't like, or like, I don't like when people like do that and touch their own insides. Ooh, because like, I think about it what feels and i'm like is it numb does it hurt what does it feel like oh god so that That's really true. bothers me i imagine it would probably like hurt to touch your heart right oh my god <laughs> would it hurt to touch your intestines i don't know do they feel pain i mean it hurts inside of me does it hurt and in my hand oh god does it burn <laughs> my skin from the outside my skin on the in oh I don't want to think about that. If, you, if any of you out there have touched your own insides, <laughs> let us know what it feels like. If you're a doctor, a medical student, let us know if this is like real shit or if we're just getting too too paranoid. But um, you know what? I have a nurse friend. Let me message her yeah, real quick. You should. Um, but in the meantime, I'll go ahead and um, talk a little bit about some realistic aspects that we kind of touched on a little bit, but they're worth digging a little bit deeper into. Um so off the bat, Sam, um, even, even before what Sam mentioned regarding losing passports, off the bat, when the movie opens, we hear that uh, we hear those magical, magical words of every vacationer who wakes up late and they say, we're going to be late. And you're like, uh oh, they're going to be late for the ferry or the plane ride or the taxi picking them up or checking out of the airbnb so you don't ever come in contact with the person that owns it oh god so all these things just like take take it from down here to like mid-range anxiety (laughs) and like all their shits everywhere and they're like dirty and they're confused and it's like a mad rush to like prepare and that that brings me over the edge because i'm a person that likes to be ready to go all my shit needs to be ready to go. I can't like wake up the morning of and be like, oh, I didn't even get ready to pack to leave yet. So like that just takes the viewer to this anxiety. And mm-hmm. I feel like all of us can say we have been there, whether traveling or not in one way or the other. So that's a real feeling that we we're able, it was able to be resurrected in a pretty good way yeah. once the movie freaking opened. However, I do have one thing now that I'm thinking about the movie opening. They had this theme song that was sung in Thai that was like a really wonderful, beautiful song. And they used it to their advantage because at some points when there was scary stuff happening, they actually took the audio and like warped the sound. Yeah. And that's a note for production. But like, I just recalled that song and I was like, ah. I really like heard it and I was like, this is a good, this is awesome. I like that. So anyway. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one realistic aspect. Then Sam said, yeah, losing your freaking passport. Like shit, dude, that's like you, that's who you are, man. So like, if you don't have that, you're just like, you're just like lost. 
in Australia. I never, I never lost my passport any of the times I've been in Europe yeah. of the one and a half because <laughs> London isn't really in Europe. It's in the UK. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I accidentally packed my passport in my suitcase, not with my like carry on for the bus stuff. Oh God. We were driving into Switzerland that day and I was like, is this going to be a problem? And I, am I going to need my passport to get into Switzerland? And Eats. the answer is no. If you're traveling within European countries, you don't need a passport to pass between them. Oh, that's cool. So it's like going state to state when you're like, yeah, okay, that's kind of because cool. they're all they're all part of the um, uh, EU. So. Nice, nice. Well, good. But I feel like leading up to that moment where you passed over that line, you're just like, oh god, do I need it? Do I need to freaking dig yeah. in my bag? What if it's on the bottom? What if I can't find it? What what bag is it? So. Yeah. Yes. And I'm just a little 15 year old who hasn't been out of the, well, I, right. I think I'd been out of the country at that point, <laughs> but the point still stands. I was on my own without parents. Yeah. I just had a teacher chaperone. Yeah, dude. They don't give a fuck. They don't want to deal with your shit. <laughs> they are also on summer vacation trying to enjoy Europe. Yeah. They're like, I have my shit. So if you don't have yours, that's your own problem. <laughs> oh man. And after that, uh, no. Like it's very, it's very startling to see your AP teacher just chug a giant <laughs> beer in Germany. A giant beer in Germany. It's like, and you're like, wow, AP, eh? <laughs> That's cool. Um, but moving on from the like passport thing, and then like them missing the ferry, and then them losing their luggage. After all that, when they go and watch that video again, which is like two hours long, another realistic aspect is I can split this into two and we can look at it from two different sides. The first realistic aspect, which I hope would never happen, is drinking something you've never drunk before and mm -hmm. having like a bad like reaction. But for the people who live there, it's like everybody knows how the reaction is with this this drink whatever is like a hallucinogen so like what if like something really bad happens yeah and that's the one aspect the second that we can split this into two and look at it from this angle is um the fucking american guy who won't put his fucking camera down what are yeah. you doing like you're having dinner <laughs> I get wanting to take pictures of your trip, but just put the camera down. So, yeah, he's like video recording their dinner and everybody and the waitress and he's being inappropriate. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, he kind of deserved it because I'd be like so annoyed. Like, get rid of this guy. Um, you think? Because yeah. in the video, even Maggie Q said the waitress was hot. Do you think they were low key trying to like invite her in for a threesome? Dude, maybe, but they were like totally hammered. So maybe they were just like totally their inhibitions were gone and they probably would never, never do that. But they were probably like feeling frisky because they were on an exotic vacation. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. let's do stuff we've never done before and have a threesome with like, you know, a lady that works at the, the bar. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's the one that gives um, Maggie Q the necklace. She does. Which... I'm just, just, whenever you're out of the country, you should support local businesses by buying products from them. But I, I don't suggest just accepting a random token from yes. a stranger. Because it may be a cursed spirit amulet that will yeah. keep you alive when you want to be dead. <laughs> yeah, it could be a tracking device. They could be like human traffickers and Yo, then you would get taken. Real shit. Or, taken. Or is it, <laughs> Or it could be a fucking cursed amulet. 
you Dude, don't curse want that amulet, man. Yeah, like this curse amulet. No one wants to tell you what it is, and no, but nobody will take it. So, like, red flag. Um, yeah, and I think that just goes even in your own life. Like, if you're walking down the street and someone offers you something for free, just just keep walking. Just say, you know what? I'm good. But thanks. <laughs> yeah, keep walking. Um, oh. Sam, how about this realistic aspect? So when, whenever you accidentally meet your Airbnb person and you are forced to stay with them because you missed your flight and then their child, you, you overhear them telling the kid to say, call me mom. Does that raise a red flag? <laughs> that would absolutely raise a red flag. <laughs> oh my God. You're like, oh my God, kid, is that your real mom or not? Like blink twice like, if I you're know, in danger. I know sometimes... You know, kids have cool parents who are like, yeah, my kid just calls me Amy and not mom. <laughs> or like they have older siblings and they were a baby when like a father married a stepmom. So right. the stepchildren have always called her by her first name. So the actual kid does. But still, if I didn't have all that background information, just hearing the mom say, call me mom would be quite alarming. Yes. And I'd be like, huh. And plus like, the the mom is white and this this little girl is Thai. So you're like, hmm, are you a thief? <laughs> are you a baby thief? Because you're the only white woman I see. So yeah, <laughs> and I haven't we haven't seen a husband. So yeah, so I don't know. But um, yeah. So that's another realistic aspect. Uh, I think there's one more that I can kind of pluck out. And uh, oh oh yeah yeah. Um, I was trying to think of like all the people, but then no the the big one would be like going on vacation there being like a natural disaster. I think I wrote a yes. article about this for a travel blog about what to do <laughs> yeah. during a travel during an emergency. And Absolutely. one of them was natural disasters. And the answer to that is I can't remember. I think okay. it's just um evacuate, follow evacuation procedures and they tell you when, to do yeah. yeah. When you travel you should have a bunch of emergency contacts on your phone. Like your embassy number, um, probably not FEMA. FEMA is not the right one, but just definitely your embassy number. Because if you were, if you lose your passport, like she did, mm -hmm. um, if you get in trouble with the law, the, the, the embassy is what is going to protect you or yes. help you get out of it. They'll right. even be able to get the necessary documentation to expedite you a passport to get yeah. you back home yeah and that's awesome so when you travel make sure you have the emails and phone numbers of your national embassy and that applies to every country not just the u.s because most countries have embassies yeah oh yeah everywhere oh and here's another here's one last one they were constantly trying to call people and stuff there there was mm -hmm. like never any service yeah that's one of the flaws of <laughs> traveling to more remote locations is yeah. it's like you can call your embassy but you might not have any service yep and on that note yes. don't rely on cell phone service when you're traveling get an app like whatsapp even though it's owned by facebook and that's <laughs> bullshit yeah or facebook messenger even because mm -hmm. you just need wi-fi yeah or internet access in order to contact somebody yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's a bit easier than just like trying to like text or call because there's no like bar service, but everybody's yeah, got Wi-Fi. Even, even if the Wi-Fi spotty, sometimes it's more likely to find 
a shitty connection to Wi-Fi than a cell phone tower to make a phone call using your <laughs> cell phone provider. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that is, yeah. And this, you know, this movie was made in 2020. I feel like they should have maybe did a nod to that, but that's okay because I didn't even think about it until just now. Ha <laughs> mm-hmm. The magic of boobies. And especially if they're staying in, in an Airbnb, the Airbnb ladies got to have fucking Wi-Fi. Oh, dude. Yeah. She's in like, order so to run an Airbnb. Oh yeah, she's like super cool, uh, hippie lady. Yeah, she definitely has Wi-Fi. Um, but yeah, that uh, that pretty much wraps up our realistic aspect. So I think it's now time to grade this movie. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because we're here at Real Horror Show Podcast, and we don't really care what you think, but we think that oh yeah, it fucked us up. I mean, I feel like you probably knew that. Uh, when I, I like kind of said it a little earlier and that's how I felt, but I really, I, I was really like very pleasantly surprised at this movie. And you know what, now that like thinking about how Darren Limbausman was the director, that's probably why I feel such a great like attachment to like how much I like this movie. Cause I just love fucking Saw movies, dude. And it's his, it's yeah. not just Saw, it's like him as a director directing like something scary, but it's not that scary guys, but it's like, unsettling yeah and that's fine a horror movie doesn't necessarily need to be ah scary it can make you feel (laughs) anxious and it can make you feel unsettled and it still accomplishes its goals of being a horror movie yeah and this is like an age-old argument that we're tired of having about like oh it's not a horror movie if it doesn't make me scream and like jump out of my skin and say ah like i'm really terrified like no we're sick of that shit please stop yeah (laughs) please stop Anyway, all right, that was good. Enjoyed it. I like that. All right. Well, without further ado, let's uh, you know move ever forward into our outro. If there is nothing else, I have nothing else. Well, my non my non nurse friend shout out, Stephen. Oh, my nurse friend is typing right now. Nice. Uh, But I'll. He said, I assume you'd be able to feel otherwise you wouldn't get tummy aches or or internal pain, which makes sense. But if yeah. I were to touch my intestines, Tit. would it feel like just when I touch my arm? Or like a cramp? Sting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, would sting or like just a touch or like searing pain or like dull pain, like a stab. Like I need to know. Anyway. This is very important in case I'm ever in the scenario. God, you can yeah. With the end notes, I'll I don't like if she. Gets yeah, because it. I don't like to be. I don't like to go into the scenario and not know. I'd like to be prepared beforehand because that's just how I am. Anyway, we'll we'll take a break of the outro and just to double check to see if we have a response from the nurse. But anyway, <clears throat> on with the outro. Real horror show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Uh, in this uh, podcast episode, we learned that you should not be be in... an asshole when you travel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say, do not be the ugly American. Um, do not accept any amulet tokens freely. Don't drink anything you've never drunk before. Don't just don't do a lot of things. Um, don't misplace your passport. Don't do this. Don't do that. I don't know. There's just so much. Anyway, don't try to call out. Just use Facebook Messenger if you need to get in touch with someone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, iTunes, Pandora, or basically wherever you listen to podcasts. Really, really like what you hear? 
Follow us on Twitter at Horror Show Pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Let's see. Submissions are open for our yearly anthology called The October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. Uh, let's pause. Sam, any response from the nurse? She's still typing. Oh my god, Abby, dude. What are you doing? She, she might have a really good response. I'll check in again in a minute. Okay. She could just be deleting and retyping. Oh, if you if your fucking intestines are, are exposed, <laughs> you have more problems than what it feels like to touch them. It's like, yeah, it's like, don't worry about the other obvious answers. We just want to know the one answer. <laughs> oh, feel here like we go. Yeah. Uh, nice. You have very little nerve endings in your organ areas. If you were to somehow painlessly open your body and touch your <laughs> organ, it probably wouldn't hurt in the spot that you touched. It's more of a general pain, like when you get appendicitis. You get generalized pain first, and then it gets more localized as it gets much worse. Oh, God. I had appendicitis once. That was awful. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, well. I've never had it. Oh, God. But thanks, Abby. Thanks, Abby. For answering me. Abby should be, like, our go-to like real horror show nurse practitioner that we check in with to make sure stuff is legit in movies. She is whether or not she likes it. What? She is whether or not she likes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She didn't appreciate it when I asked her about how Edward Cullen impregnated Bella Swan, but that's a whole other discussion. Do we know how? Do we know how? Uh, I think we talked about, did we talk about that in our Twilight episode? Or I think, I can't remember if I ever, if we ever followed up on it, but I think she said that Mm -hmm. it's possible that he just never jerked off in his time as being a vampire. So whatever sperm was left over from when he was a human, it it was was still in there. Huh. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Well, awesome. All right. So we know that if you did touch though, it wouldn't, very little nerve ending. So it would just be just like. Not that bad. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I think we can handle that. (laughs) All right. Anyway, that's a good place to wrap it up. It is a good place to wrap it up. So anyway, moving back to part two of the outro, we love horror. And if you're listening, you do too. Please help keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love. Also, Buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Uh, Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. And any other pertinent news? Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. And this is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye-bye. I love the creepy dog that always follows me.